Hello and welcome in to the SoRare Andrews podcast brought to you by SoRare Data. I am Andrew Laird. You can find me as Lairdinho on SoRare. Joined as always by Andy Black. You can find as Black on SoRare. And today, a longtime friend of ours, Harry Trades, who Black and I have known for like days now, at least after in person. Harry, we have spoken on the internet for, I guess it's months now. We finally met last weekend, which, uh, let's see, today's Tuesday. Yeah, a couple days ago. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I mean, I've been watching for a long old time now. So, yeah, it's nice to just be in the mixer rather than, you know, behind the screen watching. Oh, that, yeah, no, the, we were uh, very excited to have you on. We talked about it before we all met in Orlando this past weekend. For those who don't kind of follow our uh, tribulations on Twitter, uh, a bunch of us went down to Orlando to see the Orlando City Charlotte FC game this past weekend. Uh, Harry got this jersey at the game. Andy and I also have jerseys, but we didn't get the memo that we were wearing them today. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was it was like a very surreal time at first. So obviously, like Andy, who was it? Nellis shared the video of us meeting at, uh, for the first time. One of us had been at the bar for a while, and the other <laughs> one had just showed up. Um, but I, did either of you have this conversation where you were telling people what you were doing last weekend and you were like, it basically was like the response is like, you're, you're going to Florida with a bunch of people you met on the internet. And I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm, that's what I'm doing. And there was like no hesitation. And, um, yeah. Did you get that too? <laughs> Well, I, personally, I had a I had a cover story. I was taking my family to Universal, so I was golden. You did. You're right. You yeah. even came with your family. Yeah. Hmm. No, nah, I had. That's so funny. You said that because my girlfriend picked me up from the airport Sunday, and um, we went to her parents' house after because it's close to the airport, and um, before going home, and she she was like, she she just brought up the fact that like she told her mum like that I was in Florida, but she was like. Like, I didn't really tell her, like, what you were doing. <laughs> she was just like, y y Harry just went with his friends. She just left it as that. I was like, I sh but she's, well, apparently she's mentioned it before that I played this, you know, fancy game, whatever, so rare, but it's not worth the 10-minute, maybe 20-minute conversation of yeah. what it is, why we're really doing it. Like, it was just wasn't worth the, the hassle, I guess. But, yeah, just, yeah, it, it's a tough, it's a tough sell, isn't it? It, it may have been easier to explain to people what SoRare data is, like people who have never heard of NFTs or fantasy sports, and it was explaining why I was going to Florida to meet these people. Um, but I will say that obviously it was a, a group of people that we all, like we've all chatted for quite a while. Uh, so I don't want to like name everyone on there because I'm surely going to forget. But there are plenty of people, for those of you who take in SoRare content, there are people that like uh, Nellis was there. And Nashi and obviously Harry, uh, Black, Andy, and I, who do a lot of the stuff. And it was, it was cool to like, like you said, Harry, like I've watched all your videos. I watch all Nellis's stuff. And it's like, oh, you're real. You're like an actual person. <laughs> you're right there. And it was kind of like surreal to like actually finally like get everyone together. And it kind of like, 
I hadn't had that before. Like I had not ever met anyone who had played so rare in person. And I think we get so used to talking to each other and other people kind of in the community that not that you like forget that these are real people, but it's like the experience, like my so rare experience is so much better now because like I have like people that I consider friends that I've now actually met in person. And it feels I the, I think this is something that people who are younger than me are much more not comfortable with, but it's just like, it's just more regular. And somebody who is my age tends to only consider people they have met in person as friends. <laughs> and so now I've met all you guys in person. And so now we're all friends. That's Yeah. Nice. It's, it's a weird one. Cause like, yeah, I've, like you said, I've never really done anything like this before in terms of like, you know, before Sora, I mean, I was involved in a game called Football Index, but the community wasn't, I don't know, I mean, people might be watching and say something different, but the community just wasn't as like welcoming in that sense. It was a little bit more toxic. Um, that was kind of out of the control of the people. It was more like the platform ca causing that. I know we've had ups and downs on Sora, so like, you know, nothing's, you know, um, all rosy and stuff. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's just like, I wouldn't have felt comfortable doing that on that platform, if that makes sense, like go into a game or there was no real need to, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, they just felt like a, it just felt natural. That's probably the best mm -hmm. way to describe it. It felt really natural. And going back to, like you said, you watch my videos, whatever, I've obviously been watching you guys for God knows how long. It's just like, it, it is just crazy. Like you underestimate until you're in person with these guys that you watch constantly, like how much you think you know them. Like it's really, like it's kind of dangerous in a weird way. But it worked out well for us, I guess. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it could be a little, I don't know. It's just, it's a weird sensation. I don't know how to really, like, describe it in a, in a sentence, you know? There were weird moments where, like, like there were definitely, like, you knew the inside jokes that, that other guys knew. John and his lasagna and coleslaw that now he's talking to Gary Vee about. <laughs> um, it's like, you have all that. The, the dangerous moments for me were, like... Um, I was talking to, to it was Nashy, and he was like, "Hey, I I reached out to you about a card like six months ago or something." And I was like, "Shit, I I was like, like <laughs> the first thing I said to him is like, I was I was cool, right? Because <laughs> you know how you get when like somebody reaches out or they they send you an offer and it's just like you get annoyed or it's like a low ball or whatever." Um, and I was just like, like, I was like, first of all, I hope that I was nice. and I didn't say something stupid. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I think Jimmer said that to me. He was like, I, I like went to send a message to Nashi and he was like, <laughs> and the first, it like popped up and he was like, he asked me for a West Ham card months ago. And I was yeah. like, oh, well, at least maybe he's learned on this trip that you don't sell cards anyway. <laughs> but it was like, oh, we have actually known each other for, for quite a little bit. Um, Sean said... That's might get people trying to tickle you all night. That's going to be probably an inside <laughs> joke that'll stay on the inside for a little Just bit Sean. longer. Just you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, so Nellis came over and is going to do a full vlog, but Harry, you took some pretty good stuff too as well. Not to put you on the spot, but what's the timeline on us uh, seeing some of that footage? It shouldn't be too long, to be fair. I mean, I start. I was up really late last night because I nap from like seven to like ten, and it just killed my sleep pattern. And I'm not a late sleeper; like I don't stay up late at all. Um, but I found myself up with a load of energy, so I was like, you know what? Let me just crack on with this footage. To be fair, I only had like seventeen minutes worth um, of just like raw footage. 
Um, so I, yeah, I could probably condense that down to maybe like maybe a cheeky little six or seven minute, um, little some funny bit of the baseball, which I won't be um, partaking in ever again. I don't think that's <laughs> that's my early early retirement for me with that out of, one. Out of curiosity. <laughs> Uh, I didn't get to go to the ba- the baseball event because we were at the park. Um, what what did you not like about it? I mean, I've played like, I mean, I thought I played baseball before, but <laughs> clearly not. I mean, so the problem was with me. Well, the the one specific cage I was in, um, I think it was at like fifty miles an hour, maybe the ball, but it was with a softball. And for whatever reason, because well, obviously a bigger ball is a little bit heavier, the ball was like dipping far too low. So by the time I'm like trying to hit the ball, it's almost like a cricket swing and it's not a baseball swing. And I didn't, to be honest, I didn't go into the, there was a better cage to the left of that where like HD used, um, Nellis had a goal, a load of guys did and I just didn't. And they were using like, uh, you know, a, a proper size baseball and they got a lot cleaner hits to be fair. So I will put it down to that. That's my excuse in terms of the, the heart, uh, you know, the, the the weightier ball but um yeah it was yeah it was it was tough for me i'll be honest i'm i'm no baseballer <laughs> so to give everyone listening and, and watching some some background there uh hg and nellis had never swung a baseball bat before and so we took them to a batting cage it was lebron's batting cage which i'm i'm pretty sure was not owned by lebron james given the quality <laughs> of the cage itself but uh so I think I know there's footage of that and I don't know. I don't want to ruin anything of anybody else's uh, videos, but there's some good footage of some batting cage first timers uh, as just a long list of things Nellis wanted to do because he was in America. (laughs) I I will say the one thing that I had heard from people that are experienced um, playing, playing baseball, all of the bats that they had there were, were horrific is my understanding. They were either too short. uh, They were heavy um one broken half is my yeah, understanding yeah. so yes. um and that's an aluminum bat not a wooden bat correct half. so um that's not supposed to happen <laughs> i would have thought lebron would have higher quality bats but i have again i have a feeling it's not lebron james that we were dealing with that night but i don't know uh before we carry on with the shenanigans thank you everyone who has joined us live um misaki was first in, but was doing it on behalf of Mike Baston, which is always nice to see. So appreciate the community there. Um, but yeah, thank you everyone for joining us. Um, oh, even Dylan, longtime listener, first time caller, which is funny since he's been on the show before. But um, what's up, everyone? Quinny, Sojiwa, uh, the list is long. I've already, I'm already behind. Ah, oh, geez. Um, and Sean is backing this up, saying uh, he also is using the excuse that the bats were not, were not good. So. <laughs> I don't know. Admittedly, I was so hungover, I didn't even swing. So that's uh, <laughs> that's another part of the story that I'll just leave out there. So, um, so yeah. So what did you think about the actual game, guys? I thought it was I thought it was entertaining. To be fair, I didn't really know what to expect at all, um, and not watched any Orlando or Charlotte this season. Just purely down to I don't really own any of their players. To be fair, on, on Sora. So yeah. Um, it was yeah, it was it was really fun. I, I thought Orlando would be better than what they were, but then I and then on the other hand, I think Charlotte were better than I expected. If that makes sense for like new franchise and you know gelling purposes, it was yeah, it was it was actually a really good game. Um, a few guys I you know standouts for me were um, Jansen, the centre half. To be fair, who got the assist. Mm-hmm. He was just 
<laughs> just barricading through yeah. the whole field to be fair wasn't he, he was um he did that really well brought the ball forward very well and then of course Facundo Torres obviously I'm big into my under 23 so I, I had a, a few eyes on him to be fair and obviously he got his goal which albeit a tap-in but just really dangerous really like like the look of him and his low center of gravity and a, a really nice left foot but other than that I wasn't massively impressed with anyone else uh to be honest but yeah it was a really fun game though I really enjoyed it Orlando had a fullback that played pretty good too was it Ruan, Ruan yeah. yeah yeah he played all right um I think that I think Danny Bram's kind of chalked it up best. Like you go to a MLS game and it's not going to be like the top quality, but you are going to have a good time. You're going to have fun. I think that he had a much more eloquent way of putting it um, a much better quote from him. But um, I think that was the gist of it. And honestly, I've, I've been to, I guess, I don't know, five or six MLS games. Now every single one I've been to has been fun. And it's all I can ask for. Yeah, no, I think that's a great description of it. Um, <clears throat> we, yeah, so Sean, uh, PSU fans too, hooked us up with all the tickets. And uh, so we got kind of an all you can eat and drink, which some uh, partook more than others. But yeah, the the experience was fun. It's what, it, this was the first game that I had been to uh, with players that I had on, like I bought four players for a limited lineup <clears throat> for, just because I'm like, oh, this will be fun. Like, we'll just do it. And I remember at halftime, we I looked over at Sean and I was like, how many points do you think John Moutinho has? Because I'm like, let's see if like we think you can really tell what the scores, the what the uh, score scores are. And so Ruan started at right back and Moutinho was on at left back and Ruan was like all over the place. Like he had the goal, he had a goal and an assist, I think, right? And like he was just a yeah. beast. Yeah. I was like, how many points do you think John Moutinho has? And he's like, I don't know, like 38. And he had like 60. Like he was crushing it. And I, we were like, I, I didn't even notice him the entire game. And somehow he's almost scored as many as Ruan, who had two decisives. And then as the game went on, like Moutinho, he ended up crushing. But like, it was, I was like totally thrown off because my expectation was just like, what I like, you would expect all of you the points to like you. If somebody was doing that well, you'd be like, oh yeah, he's all over the field. Like, and he just like he wasn't. And then, but Ruan was. And I spent the second half barely paying attention to the actual game because I was just sweating my other so rare lineups. And <laughs> like that's it. Like obviously, all of us were there with like lineups all over the place and so we're at a game where like we don't really care what's going on it's kind of a fun atmosphere we're eating and drinking but like we're like all of us had a sweat like it felt like everyone had either julian alvarez or enzo and they're banging hundreds and we're just like this is so much fun and we're like oh and there's a soccer game going on and the drums are going and it's all fun but like you had sean and phantoms with their uh with um, Carlos Hill and uh, yeah, yeah, over in the <laughs> corner, they were banging on their phones. At one point, they were going nuts, both of them. And I was like, "What? <laughs> what is happening? Like the, it's like halftime or something." Yeah, those like a throwing, and he's like, yeah. "Boxer scored," and I'm like, "Oh, all right." Like, <laughs> but the whole like everything was fun about it, and like I don't know, so rare made the whole thing fun. Like not only the fact that we were all there because of so rare, but just like you were in the atmosphere and being able to sweat other lineups so easily while you're watching a game you don't really care about, but people are having fun. Like it's like totally changed the way I'll, I'm going to go to sporting events now. Like that's the, that's the only problem is that like, if I'm, I'm going to go to non-sport, so rare sporting events and I'm just going to be sitting there like, Oh, 
all right, yeah, whatever. This is fun. But like, I don't know. It just made it a lot more fun. That's so funny you said that because like, I think the way we've, well, the way I and you guys kind of just explained it yourselves, like watch a game now is so much more like enhanced. Like you've basically got the matrix in your head and like everything that happens to a player that you're interested in, you're like referencing it whatever he did on that field to the matrix and like, is that positive? Is that negative? Like, like instantly, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. Cause like, I kind of like backstory, like probably three or four years ago, I, f- I fell out of love, like watching football. Like I was playing football all the time, but watching a game, I just had no interest in it. Like I wasn't really betting on games. Like I just felt, and I don't really support anyone, which is a kind of a weird one. Like I support Wales um, as a country, but I don't really support like a club team. I did support Man United as a kid, but you know, we'll, we'll forget about that one. Um, but I just think with like going back to like the Matrix situation, like the games just feel so intense and in, like enhanced, even though they're just passing. But like there might not be anything happening. Like you said with the Jao Martino thing, he didn't do anything, but he's on like a 60 at halftime. It's like now we care about that. Is that a good thing? I don't know. Like it's, it's one of them <laughs> ones, isn't it? It's like they're not really entertaining us more, but in our brains, it's more entertaining if that makes sense. Like their output's the same. They're doing the exact same thing. Footballers do the same thing, but in our brains, we're just like valuing what they do way more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I, I did notice that uh, <clears throat> this weird experience that I have because I stream most, most soccer games. And so I tend to get notifications before I see what happens. And that actually doesn't bother me. Like, I know that that particular thing bothers some people, but I'm just like, all right, now, I'll like know some, now I know something cool is about to happen. So I noticed this during the Orlando City game, but I particularly noticed it the week earlier when I was with uh, HG in, at the Marseille game. So Dimitri Payet's lining up for a penalty, and I'm waiting for the notification in my phone to find out if he made it even though I'm there live. Like, obviously just, I'm going to know first, <laughs> but I'm just like waiting and I'm like, hmm, this is, I haven't got, he must've missed. Because, and I'm like, oh, it just hasn't happened yet. And then when Fuchs had his, I was the same way. Like I took my phone out and I'm like, my phone is not going to tell me what happened before I see it on the field. And yet here I am still like waiting to see it. Live scoring is just a killer. That's all. That's so funny. You would you would rather watch the game at home for that notification, wouldn't you? Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have a nightmare in my household. Like it happened earlier watching the Liverpool game. I was in my roommate's room watching the Villarreal Liverpool game, and like we're so there's three of us in the room. Two of us have got notifications on. The one doesn't. <laughs> so we give each other one of those looks to say like it's a goal, <laughs> but we're not telling our, our other friend. And like, yeah, we're just watching it play out and pretending that we didn't get the notification. Cause like you said, people, people do get a little bit arsy about things like that. Actually. <laughs> Sean's saying the worst part of going to the games is I can't watch unlimited games all day. And he actually <laughs> made that, made a comment about that. Like earlier in the day, he was like, I'm going to, we're going to the Orlando city game, but I'm just going to stream the revs because I just want to watch Carlos. He'll get his hundred. <laughs> which I was all in for as well. 100%. Did you guys change the change the way you, you have notifications while you were at the game? Or what level of notifications do you normally have set on your phone? I, I usually just do it like random times. Like at the game, I set 
the Columbus crew notifications up, like all notifications from that game, because I wanted to make sure they had a clean sheet. Wait, so you you do separate notifications based on different games? Yeah, so like I I remember the week that we enabled like all notifications, I turned it on and it felt like my phone did not stop buzzing. Right. And I was like, this is I can't handle this. I I don't I don't need to know all of this. And so now it's more like if I'm if I'm at a game and I'm, I want to find out about something, I'll I'll turn like those game notifications on. But the the absolute worst was like I turned on all decisive actions for a game that I was hoping would end in a clean sheet. So like my <laughs> phone buzzes and I'm like, oh god, please be the right team. And yeah. it ended up being okay. And then I turned them on for the Atlas game, and that ended up being awful because I got the notification of the like 89th minute penalty that they conceded, and I was like, ah, yeah, that wasn't fun. And then because of that, HG decided to put in a clean sheet breaking notification, <laughs> which is just rubbing salt in the wound. But. It's like, so my opinion on that is like, it's heartbreaking, but um, that notification needs to exist because it is, a, it's like a, it's important. Yeah, it's, it, it's important, but it's also soul crushing. Would you want a notification at 60 minutes that there's a clean sheet? I don't think so. It's a tough sweat, isn't it, for 30 minutes? Right. <laughs> tough oh, sweat. Typ- typically, I already, like, no, I don't need the I don't need the reminder, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, in terms of notifications, yeah, I don't – I because I have a bit of a condensed gallery. Like, I don't really need to turn on that many no- – like, I have, like you said, the game – that I'm interested in, but most of the time I have players from the same game. So like I'm not running 10 game yeah. notifications at the same time. So when I know, like when, when I have a notification, I know something's happened. You know what I'm saying? Like I know something's happened in one of my games. And cause I have so many guys from the same teams. It's like, there's a good chance that I should be looking at this cause there might be a decisive or two in there for me. Um, which was, yeah, happened on the weekend for the first time ever. Enzo Fernandez assist, assisted Julian Alvarez for the first time ever, twice in the same game. And, All season hasn't happened. And I remember you specifically said you didn't have them in the same lineup for the first time this season. Yeah, I would have won All Under Twenty Three Rare Pro. I think this this week, if 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 Alvarez was somewhere in that uh, Under Twenty Three Rare Pro lineup. He was wasted in the end. I, I had a, like I said, I couldn't sleep last night. I actually watched watched the Hiroshima uh, race all game um, because I had Osako in goals and he was on like an 82 at one point. He had a crazy AA score and then, yeah, conceded two in the end, to be fair. Um, and then I had Mitsuta as well for Hiroshima that didn't get a goal for me. So, yeah, I was I was hoping that I would sort of get maybe like stay nice and high in the under 23 rare pro and then maybe get like a tier three or something in, in the rare, but I, I ended up blanking to be fair. So yeah, that, that Alvarez a hundred completely wasted. I think that's the first time I've ever seen Asako have a good AA score. Like usually he's like 65 or bust. Yep. Yeah. That is a weird one. He got um, like a smother, a, a keeper smother five points. That's, that's one we, we joke about a lot. <laughs> Um, uh, the smothers and the keeper sweepers because mm-hmm. the, the key the, they're both really weird actions and and like I don't know well I can I can guarantee you that a the, whoever the opta intern review like watching the game does not know the importance of that for like our scoring matrix so they're <laughs> probably like oh uh, yeah that looked like a smother yeah. to me 
I'll, I'll go ahead and give them one. <laughs> I think yeah, the, I wonder how they do that. I remember somebody was asking what a key, like the actual definition of the keeper sweeper is. And the keeper has to be like, I think the term was under duress while he makes the clearance. And it's like, so now we have somebody who's determining what under duress is. And, but I do remember the something, oh no, it was, <laughs> it was the good high claim. And yeah. you, you, Andy, you were like, hey, that was a nice high, that was a good high claim, wasn't it? It was like, this is what we're cheering for now. <laughs> right. Just like across and the, you know, I did guess. he get a good high claim for that? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good point. I have no idea. I think idea. it was an average I'll, I'll one, wasn't it? It might have been an average high claim. So, yeah, I don't know. But we were, somebody else was talking about, oh, so that's the other thing is that as you're watching live and you're not that we're like trying to calculate so rare scores, but like you, if something happens, you're like, oh, that's something. So somebody was like, well, what happens if there's a goal kick and it's a teammate heads it, but then loses possession? Who gets the lost possession? Because like, is the the player who heads the, the goal kick, you know, in midfield, is that actually possession to then lose? Or did I think so like, like, it's like, like a flick on, like they're flicking yeah. it on. Okay. I would say that that's probably a dual one if, you know, two guys are jumping up at the same time. But then yeah. they lost possession, and it would be a good mm. long pass from the goalkeeper, which I think that they only get a successful pass out of that at some point. Right. That's how I would score, but I'm I'm not up to Joe either. <laughs> but these are like the weird things that we were talking about during the game because we're just like, are, is that is that good? Was that good? Was that a good thing? And then the nice high claim. And uh, by the way, he did not get a good high claim for that. Really? For that play, yeah. Looking huh. back, he did not get a good high claim. So that is surprising. Hmm. Just a fair high claim, I guess. Mm-hmm. Rough, rough. Uh, Sam Harry wants to know what the story is behind the name Harry Trades. Um, it's a bit of a boring one, really. I mean, I'll spice it up. Like I mentioned, yeah. I mean, I can a little bit. So, yeah, the previous platform that I used before Sorry was called Football Index, um, and at the time, everyone's like Twitter handle was like Football Index something. So mine was Football Index Connoisseur. Because why not? Um, and then at one point, um, this is actually a decent little story, actually. We'll get into it. So I ended up starting a little podcast in lockdown. Um, I was back home from the US and I basically was just chatting with professional footballers that I know personally, like young guys around my age. Um, I basically would just DM them or whatever and just be like, hey, do you fancy coming on a podcast? Just chatting a little bit with me. They weren't playing. They're in lockdown, no training, a load of free time. Um so yeah, I started a little podcast. It was like a separate channel. Um, I called it like Next Gen Podcast, something like that. Anyway, um, did like three or four episodes and then <laughs> did a, an episode with a player who played for Tottenham at the time. He wasn't in the first team. He was training with the first team, but in the under-23s. And so like I got him on the podcast. It was out, out on YouTube. And basically the Tottenham like PR or like media people contacted him and basically said like, can you just ask the boy that you did Not that podcast either. with to take it down um because wow. you know, because you're associated with gambling of course because football index was a gambling platform which is fair enough um so i took it down and then after that i just was like you know what maybe i need to like rebrand a little bit because at the time um i think i must have changed my youtube channel name to football index connoisseur maybe as well so like my twitter was the youtube was but then i had the separate podcast channel 
Um, so yeah, it was like an association thing. Uh, yeah, and I ended up. I was. It was like a panic. Like a. It was like a rush decision. I was just like, well, my name's Harry. I'm. I'm trading virtual, like worthless shares on, on this platform. I was like Harry trades, and I literally just. It was like, I didn't sit down and strategize in any way. It was like the most random thing ever, and it's just stuck ever since. I was just like, you know what? It's quite easy. It rolls off the tongue. Quite. You know what I'm saying? Like it was not too much of um a mouthful and yeah that that's basically it really uh, i will say on the name for anyone who has not already harry has harry trades on youtube and he has his own channel there i highly recommend going over there and subscribing because he does some very interesting stuff so um definitely check that out i tried to link it actually in the description and it didn't work so <laughs> but check it out harry trades he's the only one um did you i don't know if i want to go down the fi question path go for it yeah well like i'm fully convinced that i would have been all in on it had i been allowed to like it wasn't available in the states i remember yeah. when i was at rotowire people were asking me they were like you know can you guys add this because we need it for football index and i was like i don't even know what that is and then i like saw what it was and i was like yeah, that's a cool idea and but like it wasn't available so i couldn't join um did you Joined SoRare before FI turned to dust. <laughs> Not yeah. to put it so harshly, no, but yeah. like, yeah, I did. Yeah, it was funny. Like a little bit of a backstory, but I ended up going on um, a Zoom call with a CEO um, of a company called Player Exchange, which was going to be football index, but like with block with crypto, effectively. So you just pay in crypto, right? Um, and they launched, it was going okay, whatever. But at the time they didn't have any like yields, like there was no dividend structure. So you could, you'd buy Haaland if he scored a thousand on the weekend or he didn't, or he got sent off, nothing made a difference. Like there was no payout in that sense. Right. And I basically held the question to him. I was like, like I don't, like, I don't want to be rude, but like, why would I really want to make content on this, um, on this platform? If there's no like yield, well, I'm on football index and there's a, you know, there's a dividend structure, right? Anyway, and then in that conversation, we actually spoke about Soren at the time. This was, this would have been like, like August 2020. Um, and I basically, we basically just said to each other, like, we don't think it's going to do very well. At the time, like I wasn't signed up to Soren. Like I just heard of it. I just saw, to be honest, I think I might have saw Quinny because I followed him from Football Index and he was like tweeting about it. I just saw like these virtual cards. I didn't have a clue what was going on. Right. Um, and then, yeah, fast forward January 2021. That was when I finally signed up to to so Rare. and like you said, yeah, there was an overlap. I think about March time, Jan, uh, March twenty twenty one was when we found out the they they'd fallen into administration and stuff, and then yeah, so there, there was an overlap of about three months to be fair. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, you're probably going to ask it, or you might not, but yeah, I, I lost I lost a lot of money on that platform compared to like what I put into so Rare, If that makes sense, like if I would have started with what I lost on Football Index and, and and threw it into into Sora at the time, yeah, it would have been um, it would have been nice, <laughs> put it that way. But yeah, it is what it is. Um, I've I've learned, and you just move on, don't you? And yeah, you just sort of get on with life in that sense. And it didn't like kill me in that sense. Like it was disposable income in the sense of like it wasn't going to change my my life. It was a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. Like I don't have that spare right now, but it wasn't going to change like the course of my life if that makes sense you know i was still in college like i was still i was out here just finishing my mba like i still hadn't finished college at the time um it was a risk and it obviously didn't pay off but i've learned 
God knows how many lessons. And I wouldn't be here right now if I weren't on Football Index. That's just a fact. So, you know, it, it's kind of, it's, there's a po positive outcome to a, an overall negative situation for sure. Hmm. I was that I was not going to ask actually, but thank you for sharing that because uh, you're a nice guy. That's why. But I would have told you. <laughs> <laughs> well, not to like put these two together, but it's it feels like, or at least the way that I've talked to Chani about um, Ultimate Team, like not that people Speaking think that, like. Well, this goes back to like what we were talking about last week, like losing money versus spending money. And he's like, if I had just not ever spent that money on on Ultimate Team and just put that on So Rare things would have been like totally different. And obviously you couldn't have like chosen to not lose money. Like that's out, yeah, out of your control, but. Um, 100%. Oh, and Chani Ch right. comes right into the chat. How about that? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what, I mean, we obviously have no idea what the future holds for Sora, but obviously people seem to be a lot more. I think, I think it. we do know a little bit about um, the future of <laughs> Sora, right? Supposedly. So we're so golf, I guess, this is maybe a thing. Oh, I mean, it sounds like a thing. I guess. Rumor has it, right? <laughs> I don't know. Well, like golf.com reported it. And so I don't know if there was a, I, I haven't seen any like quotes from it, anybody from. So it said that there was a message sent out to the, I guess, like the players union or the, the, the players that are, I don't know, on the PGA that yeah. this was coming. So, so. Harry, do you care about golf? It's a funny, an another funny story. Um, I played <laughs> two rounds of golf in my whole entire life, and they've been since I've moved to the US just because there's a few courses quite near to me. Um, I like the sound of it. It's like a thing that like football players do in their pastime. So I've always thought, you know what, like maybe my brain will like that type of situation. I'm obviously a big Gareth Bale fan. You know? <laughs> I was going to bring him up too, but thank you for doing <laughs> <laughs> Wales, Wales Golf Madrid. Um, so if you own his soccer card, I asked this earlier, if you own his soccer card, can you use them on the golf game? Yeah, play him in the pro-ams. Yeah. He should be able to. I think he plays off like scratch or something crazy. Like he's nice. He's good at golf. But yeah, that would be, that would be really funny. Yeah, dual, yeah, he <laughs> dual utility. Um, but no, I'm, I'm really, really bad. I don't know. It, it's, it might come back to like the baseball thing. Like... I've always thought like I'm a good catcher and stuff, but like in terms of like swinging things, I'm just not there. But like golf's one of those sports, like back home, unless you've got a bit of money, you're not playing golf. Like, you know, everyone plays soccer back home because that's just how we grew up, you know? It's easy, it's free. Um, if you've just got a field and a ball, obviously you pay for the ball unless you steal it. Um, but yeah, golf's one of those things, like none of my friends ever played golf growing up. Like the whole friendship group, like it's not really a thing. Um, yeah, since coming out here, I, I do enjoy doing it. Like I said, I played it twice, but I'm really bad. And it's like I quit, paid for 18 holes two weeks ago, and I ended up quitting after 10. Like I just, there was one time I, I honest to God, I tried to hit the ball 10 times, like the same shot, and I couldn't. And I just get, I just picked the ball up and, and went to the other hole. Cause like, I feel embarrassed because like I'm playing with two, two of my roommates who are, they're, they're okay. Like one of my roommates who's from Seattle, his dad played like D1 golf and stuff. And he's on the soccer team where I, played to college, like went to college here. So like, they've got decent pedigrees, like, and I'm, and I'm there, I'm just like letting the team down. I'm like, you know what, this is just like, it's just not for me. I need to go to the, I need to go to the, um, the driving range and just like practice my swing, you know, cause I'm just, I'm nowhere near there. And it's because I've never really played it, you know, which is, is fine. I thought I would just pick it up and know it and just be 
a natural, but I'm not. I'm just the really most, not. The, the most important thing, though, is would you gamble on it? I don't. I, I wouldn't. I don't know. It'd be, it'd be silly for me not to buy some cards, but I just don't have that much of an interest. Like, I don't enjoy watching it. Do you, think be, do you think it would be better for them to make it really um, simple or, like, get into all the advanced metrics and have the most, uh, like, robust golf game out there? I don't think it's worth doing that, is it? Not, not to start. I mean, yeah. like... Yeah, like it sounds confusing as it is. Like we can't even probably think about how they're going to score it unless, like you said, they just bring out a very simple version. It's just like, okay, it's, I don't know, the Masters and you pick your guy. And if he wins, you win a prize. Like it's just as simple as that. But then, like you said, I just don't understand how, well, yeah, it would just be like, yeah, if he had the best score, you know, like it wouldn't have to be like some sort of matrix to where each hole has a specific score in rather than like just doing the whole, you know, three days worth of, the masters or what, however long they they go on yeah. for but like you said yeah i would definitely buy some cards because why not my, my uncle's big into golf so i i would get a bit of like a bit of knowledge from him but yeah i wouldn't be like like you know over the moon to be spending my money on golf cards yeah Z- zarchi says that the golf sweat is wild needing a guy to make a putt to uh, make or miss the cut um and i guess DFS that's too. yeah yeah I, I bet and in dfs do you basically just get um scored on like the finality like uh he finished first he finished sixth he finished eight you get points or is it like hit fairways made putts and it's all yeah it's it's all of it um and you get like bonuses for you know birdies and however many in a row to be honest i don't play much dfs golf because um it's much less about like when you have like the bigger tournaments it's much less about golf and much more about just game theory and building lineups and <clears throat> i mean really realistically most dfs tournaments are like that but golf particularly um but yeah finishing position is always like like you obviously want guys to play as long as possible and score you know the, lo- the lowest technically i guess but um yeah i don't i don't know the I don't know what the audience is, like how big the audience is for NFT playing cards of golfers. Yeah. That's that's the, my only hesitation. That's, that's fair. Um, I think one thing everybody was kind of, or maybe misunderstanding is, is the article that came out today was that it was with the PGA Tour. And everyone's like, oh, there's golf all the time. And there's a European tour and there's all these minor tours. And it's like, those are different than the PGA. Like the number of actual golfers in the PGA is low. And so it's, it's like, like almost going from the biggest worldwide sport in terms of like number of professionals who play to the smallest. <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe tennis is a little smaller, although it might not even be, but the, I just don't see golf. Like I don't see golf being big enough for, for it to be worth it. Like maybe the, the only way I can see them justifying it is that they want to do everything at some point and the golf one just happened to come up and they were like, well, we just, we should just get it now. It's like, you know, they, they add all these like smaller soccer leagues that you're just like, do we really need the Peruvian top division? And they're like, but we want it all. So we're just going to get it all. And I feel like somebody called, you know, so rare New York and they were like, Hey, PGA NFTs, you interested? Cause we're doing it right now. And they're like, yeah, let's do it. Why not? 
we got $600 million. <laughs> what else are we going to do? <laughs> but I don't know. I, I just think, I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if the target audience is the right target audience. But then I, I say that, and then, like, you look at the people that play so rare, and it's, like, raid, like the age range is, like, like very wide. So, I don't know. Maybe golf's the same way. And then HG said that, yeah, it's a lot of rich people you're targeting, too. So, but I'd like to see the Venn diagram of rich people, rich people who like golf and rich people who like NFTs. Right. Yeah. What What's that crossover look like? Right. And they, that, know, and they could have got, I was just going to say, they might have just got like the light, like, like you said, that someone might have rung up, you know, sorry, New York and, and give them like a deal to where like, it was, it was like not worth turning down in that sense. Right. Like it was almost not pennies, but you know, like in, in the grand scheme of how much it's going to cost maybe for the Premier League or whatever. Like they probably just thought, you know what, like you said, we want everything. If we can get like a stupidly good deal on it right now, they might want more later on down the line. Let's just take it and just, you know what I'm saying? And, and maybe Russia might be a bad thing, but you know, they just want it. Like you said. Yeah. And from talking with certain people on so rare, at least so rare soccer, football, however you care to call it, there are enough people who are like, can I win money doing this? Yes. Then I'm going to do it. And it's as simple as that. So I, I think like there were some people when everybody's trying to guess what the next two sports were and they were like, whatever the sport was, they were like, I'll just get into it because I've been successful doing soccer. I'm going to be successful doing this because, because they feel that way. And so there'll be enough crossover, but the non tiger Woods cards, I wonder where they go. That's all. <laughs> One thing I was thinking of then, like, like when I'm out here and like, for example, I'm speaking to like my girlfriend's side of the family and like, she's got a few older cousins and stuff. And one of them's like massive into golf, but he doesn't care about soccer, obviously. Right. I can just like envision me, like being able to speak to him about like what I do. If there is a, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to bring up soccer because he's never played in his life. Like he went to college to play golf. He's a golf guy. Like it's just, I think he's just, like you said, they want everything. I think that is like the key. If that makes sense. Like, you want to speak to guys about sports, but if they're not interested in that like specific sport that you're into, like you feel like a bit of a burden, like you're just like spatting rubbish at them that they don't really want to listen to. But then if, if he's massive into golf and I know that, and I know Sora have just signed up golf. It's like, like I can see that conversation going somewhere, if that makes sense, you know, and then sure. you do it for tennis and then you do it for hockey. And then you, you know what I'm saying? And I know that's maybe more of an American thing with all their sports, but I just think that is the key. Like, so we're going to want to be like a, you know, a monumental global brand, if that makes sense. And the only way to do that is if you have an umbrella of sport under that to where word of mouth marketing is just like effortless. I can go and speak to my friend Tyler and go, Tyler, have you, have you seen these got like these golf NFTs? Yeah, no, I'm actually like, I can just see him telling me he's already using them. Yeah. That is what I'd like, I'd hope to happen. And I can just see that happening for, yeah, all the sports eventually. Like I can really, like, that doesn't seem that far away in my, in my brain. I don't know what you guys think, but I mean, they, they've been pretty clear that their goal is like to be a gigantic sports media entertainment company. And if that's the case, there are, you can't ignore any sports like within, I mean, I don't want to put a time frame on it, but like literally they, if they, if that's the plan or if that's the goal, then they have to get golf has to be on the list and tennis has to be on the list and formula one and NASCAR and the NHL and all like 
if you want to do that, you need everything. And they kind of have this, I don't want to call it an advantage, but like when you look at like TV networks spending billions of dollars to televise these things, like they can, there's only so much money around to be able and time to put those things on your network. Whereas if you're just like creating JPEGs, you can make <laughs> as many as you want there and any sport. And, you know, obviously there's those things cost money, but uh, you know, in terms of like being able to use those to make money, that it feels limitless. Mm -hmm. I think I'll be honest, this is already the most I've thought about it though. <laughs> <laughs> That's it right there. <laughs> you going to play golf, Andy? Sure. Yeah. Right. Like <laughs> there's, there's certain sports that, that I wouldn't play though. Like um, you had mentioned earlier, like, like you've heard people say that like, if they think that they can win money doing it, they, they're going to play it. But like, I just, I'm, I'm going to play it to engage with the sport more. And I have, enjoyed golf in you know previous lifetimes of, of mine and uh uh i wouldn't i wouldn't hate like re-engaging so if there was a reason for me to watch sure but like cricket i would have to completely learn the sport to you know and the lore and like the who's good who's bad and who's who are the heroes and you know just like who are who are the goats i, I don't know any of that so that would be really tough for me to, to learn. Um, even like NASCAR, like I just, I, I've never been into NASCAR and I'm not going to get into NASCAR now. Uh, but I, I do think that there's like, I think that there's a market for that or F, probably F1 would probably make more sense. But um, I think that that market's there. It might just not be for me. There was an F1 NFT game though, wasn't there? Yeah. It, I actually, it I, I, I don't even... it was it was a game but i think it was all simulation it was delta oh, really? f1 delta i think yeah something like that um but i think it was all based on like simulations kind of like the zed zed run the horse racing thing i think right. that they were kind of similar yeah, yeah 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 i think cricket would be really tough for me like i don't think it would be impossible but i, I don't know anything about cricket chani said it well like if if I'm learning cricket, I need to know who the Vanakin is right away. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, yeah. I played cricket in high, like in school as a kid, just because it's kind of popular back home. Like, not some like it's more in England. Um, but yeah, Wales have like a pro, like Cardiff where I live. They have a pro team, um, Glamorgan. So like, but like like somebody just said in the the chat, cricket's just like three countries. Like, basically. You've got India that basically buy all the best players and everyone goes to play over in India and play like 20-20 cricket, which is like really fast paced, like 20 innings. And then you've got like the international cricket, which is like over like six days long and test series and stuff. Like, I'm not going to pretend I know a whole lot about it, but like I know enough to where like, I know some of the guys, but yeah, it's, it'd be a tough sell. Um, yeah, it'd be a big, yeah, very tough sell. The, the multi-day events... I, <laughs> I when somebody told me that that's like a thing i'm like that can't be like i have to have misunderstood what you said um, but clearly that's i didn't wild. go far enough to find out actually what goes on i don't think cricket's near the top of the list although i wouldn't have expected golf like if i don't know what the cricket leagues are irl is that what it was is that the uh yeah the indian premier league i think 
IP, IPL? IPL. Whatever it was. Yeah. They, yeah, they yeah. called up Silver tomorrow and they were like, we're ready. Like, does Silver say, you can't say no to that, right? Mm. Now, when there's a like you said, if... billion and a half people in the country it's most popular in. True. Yeah, that is true. Hmm. And India is a big old country. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I would, I would play golf. I guess. What? I'll run through a, t- a few, and you guys just say yes or no. Esports, <laughs> esports. No, no, I'm going no. Which ones? Anyone. Yeah, it doesn't actually matter. Rocket League. <laughs> sure. That's basically <laughs> soccer. What about like NHL? Is that hockey? Yeah. Well, and I, I should I should qualify that like NHL they play hockey all around the world, so it could just be hockey with all the leagues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the last thing I need is to start learning Swedish hockey, like <laughs> local Swedish hockey. I, I don't and you that. and you would, because <laughs> so rare data's gotta have that data. Yeah. Mm. yeah I think CS I would. Goes in. CS goes in. Okay. You're never a big nah. Yeah. I went to watch a like a semi-pro hockey game in, in Knoxville a couple of months ago. I actually really enjoyed it. Like it's a really fun watch in real life. I don't think on TV it's the same. Um, from my experience, I could be wrong. I could be biased, but yeah, I would get stuck. I would get stuck into hockey. Why not? I'll say Misaki said, "Give me my faker NFTs." I actually know that's League of Legends. That's one <laughs> thing I learned during during the lockdown. <laughs> DFS League of Legends. <laughs> So is uh, is Faker a per- particular player or a team? He's a a human being who okay. plays League of Legends. Gotcha, gotcha. Because that's, that's the other funny thing. Like when when you talk about uh, esports uh, DFS, I didn't. Do you bet on like individual players or like their entire team? Because mm. like it's five v five for like League of Legends. So like, yeah, you you. you you pick specific individual human beings okay. who then compete, but ideally okay. you take like teammates. It's a big stacking yeah. sport or <laughs> stacking. Games. Oh God. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Here we go. You, it's, oh, it's no. Like, D- I can't believe we are talking about <laughs> DFS League of Legends is all about stacking. It's as simple as that. Wow. That's funny you say this because I was a, I was a big Yu-Gi-Oh player back in the day. A what? A what? You know, like Yu-Gi-Oh, the trading card game, like Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh. You got to remember, I'm old. I know it. You know, Konami. You know, Konami. The yes, yeah. They they make the the trading card game. Yeah. Anyway, that was that was my trading card game of choice as a kid. I actually went to the UK Championships as a 13 year old. Mm. I didn't. I didn't place anywhere. I was young. Well, obviously, I was young. I was like first, like first year of high school for me, like year seven, year eight. Um, but like nobody knew I played. Yu-Gi-Oh! Like I was the football, I was the soccer kid. I had to be the soccer kid. That was my side gig, you know. Um, hmm. I obviously wouldn't tell the girls about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd ride my little bike every Sunday um, to the local Yu-Gi-Oh! thing. But yeah, just going back, like I'm sure you could play like an esports version of, like you know those like people play like Pokemon online and all that sort of stuff. I'm not really a big gamer at all, to be honest. So that that um, yeah, that world is not one that I know too much about, but. Yeah, I'm sure this there could be some obscure um, like reasons to create some so rare cards in terms of like just crazy. If we're going to call them sports, I we sh- I don't think we should, but technically they're sports. I mean, 
What about bowling? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm my in. God. In a heartbeat, right? Yeah. What Absolutely. about darts? Let's do it. Would you do darts? Yeah. All day. Yeah. I want the guy yeah, with the I mohawk love- that, you know, I've seen, I've only seen him in like, like Twitter videos and stuff. And like, I don't, I, don't, I think he's just kind of a badass and he, you know, he's got like a colored mohawk. Yeah, he's he the has- man. I can't think of his name right now, but yeah, he's yeah. the guy. Just. <laughs> <laughs> so Chani said, just like the fact that there are endless opportunities for sober in terms of new sports. Like, I think that's sort of the golf thing that like maybe golf wasn't mm-hmm. the plan right now. But yet, like, if you're going to try to be the sports media entertainment giant, you may as well just try to get them all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. X Games, snowboarding, skateboarding. I'm just not sure there are enough, like, athletes. Are there? I think so. I just so. don't know. You look at, like, something as, like, as silly as, like, uh, bowling, PBA. I mean, I think that that field's huge, so... Yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, all right. Yeah, that's massive. I bowled in a league uh, with uh, Pete Weber. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> Big bowler over here. <laughs> no. I'm not. Hmm. What about athletics? Athletics? Yeah, could that work? What do you mean by athletics? As in like sprinting. like. Oh, okay. Like track and field. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Sorry, yeah, there was a. There you was lost a, that one in translation. <laughs> yeah, I lost in translation. I See, forgot. <laughs> now that that would be a fun one though, because I think you could do the like the entire track and field, uh, like you could do it all under one like matrix, maybe. Would you buy like the Carl Lewis Legends cards? <laughs> Can Michael do they Johnson. now? Do I get the best U.S. player, like the best U.S. Oh, there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> score, maybe. yes. Yes, you do. Hmm. I'll tell you another one, just a random one. Like, if for whatever reason, so rare players become esports players, just throwing it out there. Could there be cards of, you know, the guys? I think you just buy the tokens from the DAOs. I think I've done that before. <laughs> I'm supposed to get a card. Oh. Of that. Isn't that how that works? Oh. Andy, you have the you t-shirt. Haven't. You haven't. Negative decisive <laughs> for doping scandals. <laughs> uh, no, Tour I think de France, right? I mean, what's that? Tour de France, right? So some some cycling, maybe it's French. I mean, it's endless. Yeah, it, it's literally endless. Uh, I mean, we've already we we were talking League of Legends ten minutes ago. <laughs> right, right. The list yeah. is not short of things that they could sell NFTs for. Yeah. Come on, guys. Let's get back on topic. That's right. <laughs> what was the topic again? Hanging out about so rare. Hmm. Yeah, I. I don't know. I hope these whatever these two new sports this year are like impactful. Somebody, what's that? Are impactful like like they're bigger sports? It's. I actually think of it more. Well, that yes to that, but I. I want like new people to like like mention it to me. They're like, "Oh, I just heard this." Um, 
Like you, you, I know, you know, so rare. What is this? What is this? Cause now they have whatever sport it is. And I like that sport. So like, I just hope it's more, it, I think the idea is that it brings in new people, but not, and, but I hope it actually does as opposed to just all the soccer people are like, all right, we'll play baseball or soccer or, I mean, or hockey or, you know, darts. Now I'll do that. <laughs> Hi, Jimmer. <laughs> Jim, are you naughty, naughty boy? Someone's asking if I could see them making a deal with the NCAA. I think it would be cool. It would be, but they've, they're so backwards in terms of like, it's taken them God knows how many years just to give players like their own, like licensing situations and stuff. It, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've had a few dealings with that. I weren't even eligible to play for like three weeks just because like something like my GCSEs back home weren't like scanned in prop. Like there's so many, like, I don't know. It's just like, seems like a backwards organization to me. Um, I can't see them being on board. I mean, they're money hungry. So, you know, if, if, yeah, right. start talking, if they start talking Turkey, then yeah, I can maybe see something happening. Uh, but yeah, that would be, that would be really fun. Cause that would be like under 23 central for like right. basketball and stuff. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah, and Zarchi's kind of said that utility would be limited for four years max, which would be interesting because it'd be almost like a sink. And on the platform, you'd have to be rebuying players pretty routinely, you know, mm-hmm. unless and they go into. No, you just get yeah. You just use them and, you know, you use your college basketball cards to play NBA. Maybe. Like, I think that's the that's basically what um, you can or do. You gotta, yeah. Or you got a guy that goes into the MLS or something. Right. Yeah. Maybe. It's yeah. like those golden tickets, isn't it? To like only so many make it from the college basketball teams to the NBA. It's like, do I have that guy that's ready to make the jump, you know? And that's where the, the, the winners and the losers kind of separate, if that makes sense, in terms of like who holds who. And yeah, that, that could work. Harry, you're like five years too old that you could have gotten your own college soccer nft yeah i know i've still got one year of eligibility oh <laughs> no nah, it's not happening, it's not <laughs> happening. I've, I've retired hmm. oh well <clears throat> um we've got a question of whether we think sober gets the premier league license before next season what do you guys think yes for sure i don't know <laughs> I'm just always going to say yes. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) That's a tough one, isn't it? So hard to say. So hard to put a date on it, per month on it. Like, it's just like, how how much of a priority is it? Obviously, we think it's huge. Do they think it's as huge? Like, is it at the forefront? Are they, like, battling every day to get this over the line sort of thing? Obviously, we don't know, but it's just like, you know what I'm saying? It, it, It depends where we are and they are in terms of like the race to get it and I want it. Um, I just, I don't know. It's really tough to say, isn't it? I imagine it's literally the top priority for everyone in the company, but also there, everybody in the company has no effect on what happens. So it's like one of those weird things that like, how much work do you put into, I mean, I don't know how much work goes into adding a new league, but it, it has to be the top priority, at least from the soccer standpoint or football, however we're calling it. Mm, it's an interesting one. 
I also don't know how much it changes everything. Like everybody keeps saying that like if everything before the Premier League means we're all early and then when the Premier League comes, like everything explodes. But we've also seen how much card prices and popularity of players is affected by the game and how they score. And the Premier League isn't like packed with great scoring players. It's just players we all know because it's the most popular league in the world. So like it's actually and that's what I think that's what matters though, that it's the most popular league in the world and you know all the players. But I wonder how much like if we see this gap or if we see the gap between utility and collectability close when it comes to the Premier League, because everyone's like, No, I I really want this James Ward Prowse NFT. But if he's not that great of a scorer. Like, are, are all the Premier League cards just... A, then you just buy the limited. Overpriced. <laughs> <laughs> I think there, it's possible that they're just all over... Like, the Premier League cards are all overpriced in terms of u- utility. And it just seems like a vast majority of the people on the platform right now care about utility more than collectability. Yeah, right now, 100%. But, like, I don't know. Do we, with the however many million play... Um, the fantasy, you know, was it Premier League? It's like seven mil. I don't know what the actual number is. I know it's high. It's like, I think that would be a, a big part of the the negotiation deal in the sense of like, if the Premier League do, you know, favour Sore and, and and sort of partnership, it's like, well, now you're showing Sore to like those seven million guys who already love fantasy football. We're just, you just kind of have to pay for it over here. It's like, I don't know what the conversion rate is going to be. I don't know what percentage is that's going to look like in terms of guys who do come and try Sore to or pay to play Sore. Um, but you'd like to think it'd have a massive impact, wouldn't you? Surely to God. If if I were if I were Sore and like I was involved in that negotiation, I would want my common cards to somehow fit into FPL somehow where it's like mm-hmm. when you choose your players, you would you see the you know, you see the Sore card there, the common casual card. I'll say yeah. that the the Premier League 7 million number, meaning people who play, is as reliable as the one of SoRare saying they have yeah. 1.7 million users. Um, yeah. I think but, I set a team this year. Right. <laughs> well, I, there's also an, an incredible underground multi-accounting uh, scheme going on with Premier League because you can win mm-hmm. prizes for being the highest scoring team each game week and you can start in any game week. So you could like theoretically create a new team every week to hope to be the highest scorer of that week. I see. Uh, mm. That is interesting. Yeah. Pap was saying that the players actually playing in the Premier League don't matter. It's just it brings more users and that's enough. I think I kind of agree. Yeah, to a degree. I definitely agree to that. I mean, Man City and, and Liverpool players, I know Liverpool's obviously already on there, but like there's certain teams where it's like, these are the guys if you want to be playing Champs Euro or whatever. And then you've got like Arsenal have like a really young team to where you probably want those under 23 guys if you're going to build an under 23 team. Obviously, there's going to come with price implications. But I th- yeah, I, I think like, yeah, it, it's definitely more of a, it's just a marketing thing rather than like a utility thing, I think. But, you know, who knows? 
Dennis Meyer here in chat brought up the Liverpool NFTs that they sold recently, that they sold 10,000 of the 170,000 that they minted, or I don't know if they minted all of them. But That's insane. The 170,000 number was insane to start. Like, it's a complete misunderstanding of like scarcity and people wanting these things because they are scarce. Because 170,000- 100% of that. Mark was 100% of that 5%. <laughs> <laughs> he might have done it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. But I mean, obviously the Premier League helps. The note, they can't add any other league that's more important than that. But I just, I do wonder if it changes the entire market because those players be, feel like they're more collectible even though they're literally just players from specific teams. Like, I think there are more people who will be like, oh, I'm going to collect all of the Southampton players. And we don't have that many people who do that now. Like, it doesn't seem like there are too many people who are like, I need all the players other than our, our new friend that we've known forever, Trip and B, that collects all the Charlotte players. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. It feels like there are just many more people who are, you know, club specific when it comes to the premier league, because like there are huge supporters. I mean, I don't know if they're considered supporters groups, but there are big like groups in the U S that support each individual premier league club. And you have them in different cities. Like there's, you know, the Chicago Liverpool club and whatever, you know, the Los the Angeles STL, man United STL Gooners. There you go. <laughs> and so now all those people theoretically are, um, interested in so rare, but like they, maybe they just want to collect those cards. And so the game isn't quite as important in terms of value, in terms of prices on the cards. Um, Pap says you should just buy IAC stacks. So the when thing for me, I was just going to say, like, if you are on board in like new guys, new users to the platform and the Premier League is on there, and you're from the UK, let's, let's just say, for example, or, you know, the Premier League is this, the league that you watch most of. Like, are you going to want to get involved in Asia, like in the Asian, like the K-League and stuff? Like, you're probably not going to be. You're going to probably, going to be lazy and you're going to just look at the Premier League and go, well, I know James Ward-Prowse takes set pieces for Southampton. He scores right. every, every free kick he takes. I'm probably going to want to buy him, aren't I? Instead of going and look for Vanaken or, you know what I'm saying? Like, where we because we've been on there for so long, we really um, appreciate and emphasize like, you know, broadening our horizons in the sense like I'm someone from the UK, but I I don't really, obviously I don't watch the Premier League because it's pointless right now, but I watch so many other leagues and you guys are the same. You've got interest in the K League, the J League, whatever it is. I think new guys coming on because of the Premier League or just by Premier League players for a long time until they realize, oh, hang on a minute, a bit. There's Ajax stacks, the score a hundred out like that's the difference. So in a way, that's why I think Premier League prices will be like stupidly high because the guys who are coming on are just gonna buy them ones. Because they're not gonna have a clue, let's be honest, about all the other obscure guys in obscure leagues. You know what I'm saying? People are lazy for the most part. They want a quick buck, they're gonna think, Oh, Premier League guys, I know who that is. Sim you know what I'm saying? I think that would play a massive part in it. I'll I'll actually add to that that being able to onboard people simply from commons with players and teams they know when they're like hey who are your favorite teams and you're like mm. i really like man city and they're like how about porto and you're like <laughs> oh, I porto 
And they're right. like, well, who else do you like? And you're like, I like Arsenal. And they're like, have you ever heard of Antwerp? And you're like, <laughs> and now you're like, why do these aren't teams I like, but if you actually were like, okay, here are your Arsenal players, then right. you'd be like, okay, I'm in now. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Definitely. No, I think that that's a really, really good point because like people that are trying to learn the game and want to start to get engaged with it, you give them these commons that they have no idea who the hell they are. You give me some J League commons and it's not a league that I even watch. Now what? Okay, I'll slap them in a lineup. I'll check it next week, and hopefully I win. And then you're three DMPs, and you just walk away. Yeah. <laughs> Sam's asking tough. if we think an NFL announcement would be, or how that compares to a Premier League announcement. NFL is always going to be a weird one for me because it's not a global game. We just play it here. I think it it doesn't translate like real beautifully into so rare just because of like the skilled positions are the ones that you want. And there's not a, like there's a very scarce number of skilled positions in the NFL. And then, you know, you, you have your top, like, you know, 20% of teams that you want to own players from, you know, sort of like you see in the world of soccer. And it's just like that. It, it It's just a tiny, tiny, tiny subset of players that, people are actually going to want to buy. So mm -hmm. it'd be a hard game to build. And um, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know if the, if, if it's the right user base, we'll see if, if, if it comes out, I'll, I'm playing it. I'm playing it in a heartbeat, but um, I, I have just a lot of concerns over it. Yeah. It's just not that popular anywhere else. Like, mm -hmm. They do watch the Super Bowl elsewhere, but like that's it. Like I remember somebody telling me the other day, the other day, years ago, that El Clasico gets like twice the number of worldwide viewers as the Super Bowl. And that hmm. they play that twice a year and it's just like a regular season football <laughs> match. But like people this was probably back when Ronaldo and Messi were on the respective sides. But like people I think in the US overestimate how popular football is worldwide and underestimate how popular soccer is worldwide. And so they're like, oh, it's a Super Bowl. The Super everybody watches the Super Bowl. And it's like, not really anywhere else. Uh, you know, they're obviously making like inroads in England because they play a few games over there now, but even that population wise is not that many people. Whereas you're gonna get millions of people in India to watch Barcelona against Real Madrid or whoever it is. So um, Sam saying NFL revenue is 14 billion a year versus 5 billion for the Premier League. They have 50% more teams and in a bigger country. A lot bigger. Yeah. I don't know. Chani said, how do you guys think Sora will handle card scarcities when 1 million users actually play the game as they probably aim to reach that number one, aim to reach that number one day? Uh, uh, I think John, money. I'll let you go first. Uh, I'm going to ramble. So why don't you go? Because you look like you have a direct answer. Yeah, I'll be quick. Um, I think that there's a chance and... And I haven't really like like worked this all the way out in my head. So if I'm if I'm being an idiot, you can just tell me. But I think that there's a world where they stop auctioning cards, they reward all the cards, and they turn on and they turn on a, a a pretty good I don't know transfer fee on the market, and 
they just go with that. How do you buy? How do you get cards then? Just you win them you, or buy them from others. Oh, I'm sorry. I I understood that backwards. Okay. Hmm, that's fun. Uh, what I was going to say is. And, I think and let me walk that back real quick. They might still sell uniques or they might still sell super rares, yeah. but they could maybe do that with rares, limiteds. So where I was going to go with this, because I started talking about this with somebody this past week, and I don't remember who it was, but I never ended up getting through it. The drinks may have had a played a role in that. But anyway, so <laughs> it seems like everybody is really concerned with the fact that we have like more users coming in and... It's like getting harder to win prizes, blah, blah, blah. And, and it always comes back like, what happens when we have a million users? And I think what we are, what a lot of people ignore is that the, this built-in scarcity stops us from having a million people competing for the 130 Champion America prizes. Like there are only so many lineups that you can make given the scarcity, like particularly rare and super rare unique I, I mean i guess it applies there and limited will get there as well but like at some point like there can't be any more people competing like prices will go up because more people want to compete but that's different than more people actually competing and so like people are like it, you're gonna need 500 points to win a tier three and it's like we won't ever have that many entries in like probably in any of them because at some point we, we run out of cards. Like you, you, you literally cannot have a, a enough lineups, at least viable ones that people want to play. So the price of each card may skyrocket. And for all of us who have these cards now, we're, that's exactly what we're hoping for. But like, we're never going to get to a point where it's like, you need 490 for a tier three, because they're just, there can't be that many lineups, at least in, with the current scarcities that we have. I agree with that to a degree, but then I'm like, well, if, you know, five years down the line, there's going to be five years worth of minted rares, mm -hmm. supers, uniques. There's going to be more, clearly. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be more lineups. There has to be, in that sense. You know, that would be my counter-argument to that. I don't know what you, you know what I'm saying? There is going to be more lineups, surely, to God, because <coughs> excuse me, they're minting more cards each year in the sense of this, you know what I'm saying, in the same scarcity, right? I'm not saying that it, that it will not get harder. But I think mm -hmm. people think that we're going to get to a point where like you literally can't compete. And obviously everyone will be able to compete. But like for every new batch of cards that come in, like we're going to have a lot of people, a lot of players retiring every year, you know, like things happen. Yeah. And 100%. I just don't think we ever get to a point where, where there are that many cards going for the, the number of rewards that, and frankly, I think the rewards will change at some point anyway, that it's not just cards and we don't care any, any, Anyway, anyway, but I don't know. I like Pap's point on in terms of like, there's going to be a new new scarcity, isn't there? If there's a million users, there's just no way limited are going to be able to. Yeah, it's just not going to be sufficient enough, I don't think. So does that obviously is needed? We get that like existing users, but then it's like, does that does that do anything to existing prices? Because if all the new users go into the new scarcity eventually there's going to be some sort of progression in, in the sense like those new guys are going to want to get into limited, going to want to get into res. But does that really do anything for the prices of current cards? I don't really think it does unless you're a massive whale and you're coming in and just smashing down the supers and the uniques. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the, the average user isn't going to come in 
are not going to go for the lowest scarcity, I'd imagine, right? I would say so for I the most what, part, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, does that really affect like current prices that much? Like, are we going to see that boom that we want to see in, in like you said, in the, in the prices of our cards? But then it's like, on the other hand, you, you're going to need another scarcity if there's a million users. There's just no way those numbers add up in terms of like wanting to play the game. There's not enough cards in, you know, distributed and, and there's not enough supply, I guess. I think, though, that like with that many more users, if we need a 10,000 scarcity, like enough of those people want to play super rare. Yeah, that price that's show up. Not that yeah, they're I mean, exorbitant, but... And I think if you bring in a million users, there's going to be that many more people that do want to make that jump. I mean, mm -hmm. when you when you get that big of a pool of, of people, there's going to be you know enough rich guys in there that want to play at the highest levels. Right. Yeah. They're always there. Always rich people who want to play at that level. <laughs> yeah, it's a fair point. And they want to start there. Like I think <clears throat> all of this like. There's so much so rare content of like, this is how you start. And they're like, buy limiteds, blah, blah, blah. But like, there are people who want to come in and they're like, I have a hundred ETH. What do I do? And that's very different. So are you saying that there's room out there for some whale content? Like a whale channel? <laughs> so rare whale boys? Oh, no. I want <laughs> to start with 250 ETH. And build, build a gallery of uniques and take down champion Europe unique division. Every week. Um, no, I don't. I don't think there's enough for whale content. <clears throat> I want to see it, though. I kind of want to see it, too. It's <laughs> a good point. Mm. Um, that's how you started your DAO. There we go. <laughs> Yikes. Um, <clears throat> we, <laughs> Johnny says, turns off stream, starts recording whale content with affiliate link on screen at all times. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I mean, it really only takes one or two to click that link, Johnny. That pays the bills after that. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, we've gone quite long, or at least longer than we normally do. Harry, is there anything else you wanted to touch on before we uh, sign off? Or Andy? No. No, not really. I think we've we've covered quite a fair bit, considering, to be honest, we didn't really know what we were going to talk about. I didn't know whether you wanted to disclose that, but um, yeah, it was like free reign <laughs> in terms of what the content was going to be. But yeah, I think it turned out turned out pretty pretty good. I will admit that I told Harry I had no idea what we were going to talk about, but <laughs> I had no doubt that we'd be able to fill the time. And uh, yeah, thank you to So Rare for giving us So Rare Golf today to kick off that conversation of how we'll uh, have to uh, learn cricket soon. Oh, yeah, China is a good one. Since we're going to do a live stream tomorrow for the Mbappe Unique, Harry, where do you think it goes? I'm not sure what this is in ETH, so you might have to do the math calculation for me, but I'm going to say around £750,000, which That's is really what, like nine, eight, no dollars like eight hundred and something thousand dollars, I'd say. That's a little more than the Holland, right? Yeah, I, th I think it'll go more than the Holland. Definitely more than oh. the Holland. I'd be, sh I'd be shocked if it didn't. I know there's an age discrepancy, whatever, but Mbappe's Mbappe. 
Yeah, I think that that's I think that that's kind of the the point of reference. Over or under? Yeah, I'm gonna say under. Uh, you're like Mister Over. I know, but um, <laughs> I, I I think only because one already exists. Maybe I don't know. Maybe that's a terrible terrible take. I yeah. think the the worst part is is that it all depends on like who's going after it. Like I, we have to assume that, <clears throat> like I assume that there are people that we've seen bid absurd amounts of ETH on other cards that would be in it, but it, like we don't know. But I just hope that there's like enough people going after it, just for content's sake. Actually, I. I think that the I, I think it's going to be a very limited number of people that are going after it. Like maybe count them on one hand, right? I mean, you really only need two to get yeah. the prices going. I think we had was it three for the Hallen one? Like Mark had the late bid, but then Zima, but Fantasy Teller had a high one. There was somebody else I thought. Did Rock, Roxy wasn't in on that one? Was he? I don't think so. I don't remember. Oh, well, I'm I'm going to go under Hallen though. Are but you I saying think, like a lot under or like close under? Um, I think I think like two like one ninety nine and a half is the number of like whether you take it over or under. Hmm. And so I'm going to go over two hundred though. Over two hundred, but under two sixty five point one. And whatever it is, somebody's going to be like, that was a steal. <laughs> yeah. It could be 240. And everyone's like, oh, it's a steal. It'll either be, you are a moron, or that was a steal. I, I no don't, in betweens. Yeah, I, really don't, <laughs> I think the, the moron possibility is really low, though. Like, I think that you'll have people like, wow, I can't believe that you spent that. But there's, but nobody's going to be like, that was really dumb. If it, if it got high enough where it was really dumb, we're going to have a field day tomorrow. <laughs> like I, I would hope that like if we hit 300 we're just going nuts but anyway hmm. uh thank you to everybody for joining us in the chat it was very lively today i'm sure uh, all of harry's fans came out to uh, support him to um keep it going so harry thank you for uh joining us if everybody wouldn't mind hitting the like button on the video uh if you are listening to the audio version if you wouldn't mind rating and reviewing um uh so yeah annie and i and Quinny and Sean, PSU fans, and uh, HG will be back tomorrow for the end of the Mbappe unique auction. And then Sean and I will be back Friday uh, for the Sora Data Strategy Show. So, uh, yeah, so we'll be back next, or Andy and I will be back next week with another topic. I'm sure we have some very detailed plans that we'll mm -hmm, get through sure. and uh, very important topics to discuss. Uh, Harry, thank you again, and we'll see you around. Yeah, really appreciate it, guys. I'll be watching tomorrow.